Tuesday, y'all. Happy Tuesday to you. You, uh, Let's see some housekeeping first, and then we can talk about this crazy season because it's about to be a crazy season. Uh, Shout out to the live chat, uh, Vanessa and Patty's and Geek Girls, Radela and Faith and Seacruise. Hey. Um, wherever you guys are watching, if you can hit that thumbs up, that'd be great. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, we have super chat, super stickers available, bottom of your screen. You can see where you can support the show. Um, we are doing a new season. Shout out to my Patreon subscribers and all the fun stuff that's coming down the pipeline. I'm excited for all of us and, and the people that we're going to talk to. We just did a really great interview, uh, with Devin, uh, that I've actually released, uh, so you can head over to the YouTube page and look for that exclusive. She spills some tea over there, y'all. Some tea over there. And um, it's already getting picked up by other outlets, all the things. So you might want to watch that if you are curious to know what's happening with Devin. Um, okay. Before the 90 days, this season is going to be buck wild, in my opinion. I think that it should just be called 90 day fiance before the 90 days opposites attract because every single couple this season is wilding out. It's what, like I sat there, I was like, oh, first of all, did you guys, what do you guys think of this new season? What do you think of the cast members so far? Uh, Were you happy to see fresh faces? The storylines are a little out there for my, opinion but i want to know what you guys think let me know in that live chat let me know in that replay if you're watching it later um but this is i'm going to do overall thoughts so my overall thoughts is going to be a wild season i think that all the couples are problematic off the gate all of them for for different reasons um which we'll talk about um and then one of the things i would i would have preferred is meeting all the couples. And I know that 90 days tends to do this. The franchise just tends to do this because some couples are like filler couples. And so they're not going to be on every single episode, but I would love for the first episode of the season and the last episode of the season for us to meet everyone. So we can kind of like pan out, see who's who get the lay of the land rather than introducing them, you know, bit by bit. And then at the end, at least tell us what's going on. Like even with the other way, there was a couple that wasn't even on the last episode and we didn't see them till the tell all. And, you know, I get they were a little bit boring and stuff, but still let us be the judge of that in my opinion. All right. So let's get into this. Cause so you guys are saying that uh, it was nice to see new people. Hey, Sarah, nice to see you as well. Um, let's get into this season. So, First up is Caleb and Alina. Now, I'm going to tell you what my first impressions of Caleb and Alina. Caleb's, Caleb, before I watched the episode, um, <clears throat> it has been all over social media, right? So now they're going to get that social media presence with the new couples. And he's coming in hot, you guys. He's coming in hot. He's coming in like... And if you're listening uh, to the podcast version of this, I'm kind of like shrugging my shoulders. Like he's coming in hot. And my recommendation to you, Caleb, is you're new to the 90 day franchise and you're new to the 90 day fans. You need to not come in and hot because they will crucify you. Okay. Not me. Cause I'm the nice one. I'm the nice journalist, but there are others that will crucify you. If you come in like your shit don't stink. I promise you that. And prime example is, I don't even remember his name, Andrew. Andrew? Andrew with, yeah, Andrew. Think about the last time you ever heard anyone report or talk about Andrew. No, because he was coming in hot. And he hadn't, like, there are other problematic cast members, but the thing is, over time, they became problematic. So we're already used to them. You can't be the new kid on the block coming in hot. Right. It's like being on the school ground. <clears throat> you have people that you, you know, you were a fan of since the fifth grade, but you've known them since the fifth grade. So you know how they operate and you know how you operate. And so you can move and over around them. But then the new kid transfers in in the seventh grade with all the attitude. Yeah. You're probably gonna have some issues. 
I'm just saying. Anyway, so Caleb, we meet Caleb and Alina first. Caleb's 28 from Chandler, Arizona. He is a traveler, lived in New Zealand, in Thailand, and then, you know, we've seen him running in. And I can't remember what it is, you guys. I know I think it's like a old spice commercial, but him running and the hair back, I don't know, it reminded me of an old spice commercial. Remember when that I don't know, that's what it was. It was old spice commercial. So I was like, oh, what's happening here? And he had me with the travel because I love to travel as well. So I was like, okay, that's cool. Then he started talking about meditating and having an alien out-of-body experience. And I was like, oh. And he referred to himself in the third person. So he said, an out-of-body experience of Caleb. And I just was like, oh, no. We're about to have Mike 2.0 meets Andrew 2.0. And it might just be 100% messy. And I'm not, I don't know. Like, in the first five minutes, you're talking about aliens and, and meditation and other body experience. And then you're talking about magic. <laughs> and if you're into magic, I'm not making fun of it. I'm just saying there was a lot to deal with between the aliens, the other body experience, the travel, the meditating, the magic, the tarot cards. It was a lot to absorb in the first five minutes. Um, but he says, you know, he dates a lot, a lot. He considers himself a good looking guy and he has never been in a long-term relationship before. Um, which, you know, he's 28. So yeah, I mean, that could happen. Um, and he's met this Alina girl who he's known for 13 years. And, and so, okay. Their storyline is this. They met as teenagers at 15 or 13 years old on social media, and they've been friends, quote unquote, for 15 years. But there was like 13 years. I remember hearing it was like 13 years where they had not talked before. And I want to go back into my notes because I think that's exactly what it was. 13, you went to talk for 13 years, and then he was going to be going to Russia and reached out on a dating, a Russian dating app, and so happened to match with her. Now, mm, Dr. Jaleesa's in the house. Hey, girl, hey. Now, here's here's part of the part that I don't believe, you guys. This is what I think that's happened. They were friends, like, on Facebook when they were, like, you know, 15 and 14. And, you know, they talked back and forth a little bit, maybe for a couple of years, and then they fell out because guess what? Not fell out as in they had a fight. They just stopped messaging because they're 15, 14 and 15. You start to live your life and you start to do your things and you start to, you know, have friends outside of being on Facebook. Then I think that he decided, hi, I don't know how to say your name. I'm going to try it, though. Vuswa Nikosi from South Africa. Good morning. Um, beautiful, beautiful girl. So, again, this is what I think it is. So then he's going to go to Russia, and he remembers, oh, I used to talk to a girl way back when who's from Russia. Let me hit her up on Facebook and see, like, hey, guess what? I'm coming to Russia. I know we haven't talked for, like, 100 years, but, like, I'm coming to your neck of the woods. That's what I think it happened, because... I personally find it extremely hard to believe that you knew her and were Facebook friends with her or social media friends, like they said on, on the show. You were social media friends with her. And then you guys stopped talking. But then you just randomly picked a Russian dating app that she happened to randomly be on. And you guys randomly matched. It's too many coincidences. And... You know what they say about coincidences. So he was going to go to Russia. Visa fell through, he said. So he didn't end up going. And then, you know, the pandemic hit. And now they're going to go to Turkey. Now, that sounds familiar because we just had the other Stephen and the other Alina meet up in Turkey because Russia 
borders were closed. So I was like, you know what? It's interesting that we're seeing the same storyline play out exactly almost. Russian girl, American guy. And I want, oh no, he's from Utah. Arizona, Utah, St. Petersburg. It's very interesting to me. I don't know. I was like, this is not brand new. This is like a recycled type of situation going on here. Anyways, we meet Alina. Now, what I want to say about this is I want to make sure that I say this out the gate. I hope that TLC and Sharp Entertainment does a good job with this storyline. And not in an exploitive way, but in an education way. They have an opportunity here, and I hope they take the opportunity. So anyways, we meet Alina, 27. Um, She is interested in burlesque. Uh, She feels like it it shows that different bodies can still be sexy. Um, I'm seeing her social media, and her social media, she's really enveloping her sexuality and who she is as a woman, which I think is great. Uh, She has a former dwarfism where it's genetic, where both parents had to have been carriers. Uh, So she is dealing with that, right? So that's what we learn about her off the gate. She's in this band, y'all, BFF band. Now, the band, if the band, okay, you guys, if the band is for fun, I'm about that life. Because I think being on stage gives you this sense of confidence and the creative aspect of it. But if this BFF band and that song that they were singing that her kitty has Wi-Fi, if that's a real song, like Tariq's hot sauce song, I could do without it. That's all I'm saying. Like, it was not my favorite song. It was not my favorite look. Not everyone can be a singer. You know what I'm saying? Like, not everyone can be a singer. And not everyone should have a band. And not everyone can be a rapper. But if you're doing it for fun, then that's, you know, that's my opinion. But your kitty has Wi-Fi, and you know you wrote that song. (laughs) Anyways, we learned that uh, she can't uh, walk for extended periods of time, so she gets around in a wheelchair, and her fingers don't bend. And so she, you know, has some challenges, but she is absolutely overcoming any challenges that she has. And uh, she doesn't like to date little people herself. She likes tall men. And she thinks Caleb is absolutely handsome. She thinks that they have a special bond. Um, She's emotionally tied to him. And the part that she loves the best is that he doesn't, mind that she's a little person which that clip at the end of this episode tells me something different but we're not there yet so let me not jump ahead so she sounds really smart you guys she sounds like she's really she just really is comfortable in her own skin so she wants a good partner someone who's supportive um And, like, just knows that they are okay with her and she's okay with her. That type of thing. I literally wrote as my note, bitch is a queen, because girlfriend got in her car, drove stick shift, okay? Like a queen, y'all. Because I know some of y'all can't even drive stick shift to this day. And those are facts. Um, (laughs) So she's on her way to her parents' house, uh, Natalia and Alexi. And she hasn't really told her parents that she's going to Turkey. And the reason why she's going to Turkey is because she's going to go meet this dude. And so she has dinner with them. We find out that, you know, the parents are still coddling her a bit, right? She's always going to be their baby. And so they think that this trip is a bad idea. They're worried about the wheelchair, accessibility, uh, airport. I think the mom went to a to 100% extreme and said, you know, I'm worried that they won't see you and they'll knock you over and kill you. I was like, oh, that's that's quite extreme at the airport. I, okay, okay, mom, like you're making your point. 
But what we also learned about Alina is that she has traveled for love before. Um, yes, Jalisa, I agree. She is a queen and she slays. Facts. I agree with that 100%. So she traveled to South Africa. She met this dude in Russia, spent some time. Apparently they dated. We saw the pictures. They were like lovey-dovey, all the things. And then she had an opportunity to go to South Africa to see him. She gets there and he made all the excuses not to see her. He's too busy, all the things. And I was like, you know what? That dude is an ass because you know exactly what he was doing when he was in his own home on his own turf, what he was doing. He was ghosting her in a real way. And that's not cool. But you were in a country where you didn't know anyone and this was your new friend. And because she seems to be super caring and, and intelligent and all the things you took advantage of that. So whoever that dude is, you suck. Um, what we also learned from the parents is that she falls in love really easy. And that situation in South Africa really broke her, broke her heart. And she had a hard time getting over it. And so they're worried that that might happen again with Caleb. And so they really don't want her to go. And plus they don't know him. They've only heard of him through what she said and through some pictures that she's shown them. Um, so she's excited though. She's excited and nervous and she wants to go and meet up with this man that she is having this emotional online relationship with. And you guys, I wanna tell you a couple of things. First of all, you guys already know how I feel about online relationships. You already know that I feel like you're not in a relationship with someone that you've never met. Sorry, not sorry. Okay. Now I was thinking about this and I was thinking, and I, I need to know what you guys would, would you, would you do this? Would you get in an online relationship from with someone who lives halfway across the world and go and visit them? Like buy a ticket, take three weeks off and go and visit them. And I'm not even talking about get engaged, all the things like, would you do that? Would you go leave your city to travel to another city, not to just travel, because I'm all about traveling all day, every day, but to go and like be with this person. I'm curious how many of you guys would, would do that? And if you would do it, why? So while you guys answer that question, uh, they go back to Caleb and Caleb is like excited and nervous. And then Caleb, You guys, I can't put my mind on around Caleb's personality. So he starts talking about how Alina draws out the best in him. Um, and that he's really excited to go and meet her in Turkey because it's going to be the next step in the relationship. And so before his trip, he's sitting in front of a campfire and says, you know, he's going to set his positive intentions for the trip. But he's not going to write them down. He's going to draw them. And the drawing make it permeable in his mind. And he draws this thing that represents openness that he's going to carry with him through his travels. And then he burns the picture. And I was like, what in the sorcery? I'm just saying, I didn't understand what he was saying. Like, he, he does a lot of, he's one of those talkers. I'm trying to tell you what I'm saying because I've met this type before. One of these general talkers. He talks in these crazy general generalities, but, like, you don't know exactly what, like, what are you saying? Can you give me some specific information? Because this whole oh, it just drawing this is going to make my mind permeable and I'm going to carry that permeable thought through the air and onto my trip and from my trip to my journey in this relation. Like, oh, okay. Okay. Um... Dr. Lisa said, I talked to a guy in London once and he was about to buy me a ticket to visit and I ghosted him because I chickened out. Okay. Okay, Julissa. Okay. But you thought about going. 
And Geek Girl says, my hubby and I met online and he came to see me, but we were only three states away. Okay, that's not bad. Vanessa says, I haven't finished with all the men of this country, maybe later. <laughs> Vanessa, it's funny. Okay, so Alina calls him. Alina wants to talk to him. Um, she wants to make sure that her parents aren't as worried about her taking this trip. So her roommate, Elijah, is going to come with because... That's the only way to appease her parents and it will make her feel better. Yes, girl. Yes. Go ahead and bring your friend because you don't know this fool. You ain't, you might've seen him online, but you don't know him in person. So yeah, your parents have all the right to be concerned because you're leaving the comfort of your own city to meet this random that you've never met in real life before. So yeah, go ahead and take, someone with you take your bestie with you who's going to look out for your good interests i don't think the bestie needs to go on all the dates with you and spend all the time with you but to know that you someone is accountable and says hey you know i know my friend went out she's supposed to be back at eight o'clock or nine o'clock or ten o'clock or whatever the clock it is but when you don't show up you won't end up on a true crime like hey there had been signs that's all i'm saying anyhow listen I won't even get in the car with you on a first date because I don't know you. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, so I'm, what I'm about to not do. Anyways, Alita calls, tells him that uh, Caleb seemed annoyed by it. Caleb was like, well, sounds like Elijah is going to be stepping in and doing the duties that I was supposed to do. And like, I feel like it's going to be awkward. And, you know, at the same time, I'm not sure if I'm up to doing all the things that she needs. Like, shut up, Caleb. Like, stop it. Stop it. The one hand, she's like, you know, my concerns are, you know, my wheelchair pushing me around, um, the lights and getting in and out of places, hair dryers and all the things. And she's like, you know, what if you get annoyed with that? You know, I, I live with this person, Elijah. He's my best friend. He's willing to be there so that we can really just focus on getting to know each other. And you're going to make a big deal about it. And you're going to say that it's weird to you and it's going to make you feel uncomfortable. And who's this third person who's like coming into the relationship? But at the same time, you're like, oh, I don't know if I, I don't know. I don't know if I could do all those things. Stop it. Just stop it. Pick, pick a side, Caleb. Pick a side. All right. I want to do, uh, who am I doing next? Kim, These, this fool. So we're going to do Kim and, oh, this doesn't open up. Sorry, it's so little, you guys. Uh, we're going to talk about Kim, 50, from San Diego, and Usman, 32, from Nigeria. Now, I'm going to tell you this right off the bat, okay? I personally think, because Kim is getting dragged, dragged on on social media already. And after watching her episode, I think that she's coming across as a very nice person, like a giver, a caregiver, kind person who probably has had some bumps in the road. And I want to say, run! Run, Kimberly, run! Because... In my personal opinion, I'm gonna th I'm gonna tell you that before I was like, oh, listen, because I guess baby girl Lisa was so bad to me that I just felt bad for him all the time because of the way she talked to him and treated him. But now that he thinks he's an international superstar, his head is way too big for his whole body. And the fact that you already know that he's scamming on this girl. Kim and my personal opinion I feel terrible for saying it but I'm gonna say it my the whole thing came across as this fool wanted to stay in the 90 day, day franchise so he was like how can I stay in the 90 day franchise oh well I can pretend that I'm interested in being with this older woman 
And let me just repeat the storyline because that made me kind of successful. But guess what? I'm only going to ever talk about my music. And I'm going to do all the branding just like Big Ed. So everyone's going to be wearing Soldier Boy shirts, Soldier Boy's company hat, Soldier Boy necklace, Soldier Boy socks, Soldier Boy hair, Soldier Boy makeup, like all the things Soldier Boy. And what came across to me in this episode is how that she's. I remember when they were talking about she I absolutely remember it. And I absolutely watched her on his live. She is her friend. So he was super fan on the show. They both checks. And he'll so I feel okay with it. I think it's whack. I think it's a Mickey. I'm not no. Um, we talk a lot about. Oh, I'm breaking up Wednesday. Okay, when am I breaking? Oh, that's a bar. Let me check. Yeah, I got all the bars. Hmm. What should we do? Um. Oh, is that better now? Okay. Good. You let me know. And you're back. You know why? God was punishing me for talking shit right off the gate. That's why. Is I was talking so much shit, God was like, choppy connection. And now that I'm like, okay, but Something weird going on this connection. I see it now on, on the screen. I'm going to try something. Hold on. All right, I'm back. I'm back. Lisbon sent his Yale boys of friends on you. <laughs> you guys are hilarious. Okay, so I'm back. I think that worked. Uh, Kim, big Michael Jackson fan since she was 13. She's a collector, like one of those fans, like a, a fan fan. Uh, so she's got his fedora that's worth 8000 She's talking about his Jerry curl. She's got tats. She calls him my Mikey. Um, and so she is all in with the Michael Jackson fandom. Uh, she lives with her mom. She's a primary caregiver. And that gave me, she's giving me baby girl Lisa times Angela 2.0 vibes. 
only because her voice reminds me of baby girl Lisa and then her being a caregiver is how we met Angela, but her personality is like neither of the two, like at all. Those two, you already know how they're there. They are. Kim is not coming across that way yet. Yet. Um, so we find out that she lives with her mom. She's a primary caregiver and she has a son, 25, uh, Jamal. And this, listen, y'all, when we met Jamal on that FaceTime, I was like, oh, Kimberly, Kimberly likes the chocolate. Now it all makes sense. Now it all makes sense to me what's going on here. And you're into the whole music thing and you're a super duper collector. Okay, and you're a super fan. You're so much of a super fan, you're wearing an Usman shirt. Like, okay. But anyways, she'd married for like 20 years. Uh, found out that through her relationship, her ex-husband uh, was cheating. And she's had a string of unsuccessful relationships from there. And she just feels like it's her turn. Like, when is it going to be her turn to find love? And I agree, all people, we all deserve to find love. Um, but you guys, I died of laughter when she was saying all this this stuff about Soldier Boy, how he's amazing and he's got a nice smile and all the things. And then she was driving in her car and she knew all the words to his song. I was like, oh, yeah, she's a 100% super fan. You know, Usman, Soldier Boy's songs, like the actual words you do. How many times did you listen to that? Because y'all, y'all. Um, but okay, so she's she knows all the words to his song. And then when she said that he was a singer and a rapper, I was like, are you confusing him with Soldier Boy? Soldier Boy. Like, is is that what's going on? Because since when is he a, a rapper? Singer rapper? Since when? Hmm. Okay. Let me not before my sound goes out again. Um, so she's doing all this. She's doing all this, you guys. And then TLC, stop playing with me. Stop playing with me, okay? Because then they cut to his music video. And I don't know, the Hawaiian shirt of flying, lights in the background, smoke coming up from the ground, wind in his hair. I was like, oh, wait, what? what's happening right now? <laughs> is she having a dream? Is that what's happening? Is, is this a dream sequence? Is this how you guys are introducing Soldier Boy to us right now? Now he's an international superstar. All right. Okay. I just, I can't with you guys. I can't, I cannot. So she really is a super duper uber fan of Usman, AKA Soldier Boy. And they decided that they were going to develop a close relationship and they've been talking for a year. And when I say that they decided, she slid into his DMs because she's a super fan. And guess what? He responded. Um, and so they went back and forth online and started as friends, she said. And she developed feelings for him. And so they realized that, hey, it's time for us to meet in person. Let's go to Tanzania for two weeks to shoot his music video. And the amount of times that she reminded us, like we didn't know Soldier Boy from all of his seasons, that he's a rapper, he's a singer, he's shooting a music video. Let me, wa- let me wear his shirt. Like she's introducing us to this fool. We know this fool. Guess what? He did the exact same th- thing to his last girlfriend who ended up being his ex-wife. So this ain't new. He's always shooting a music video. <laughs> He's like, stop it. Anyhow. Uh, so 
she's gonna fly to Tanzania because guess what? Soldier Boy is shooting a music music video. Did y'all know know that? And She considers that they're dating, but he calls her his quote unquote potential girlfriend. Here's what you're not about to do. You're not about to have me fly anywhere to meet you for the first time when you, after a year, are saying I'm your potential girlfriend, not your real girlfriend. And not only that, you are demanding two separate rooms because, full, you know, all the things that I said earlier, you know. You know what you're doing, Usman. Usman. Um, so mom, her mom, Sally is concerned. It's the longest time that they'll be away from each other, but mom's like, I'll be okay. I'm just worried about you. I want to make sure that you don't get your feelings hurt. I want to make sure that there's chemistry there. Uh, you know, you're so much older than him. You're 17 years older than him. She's like, you know, I don't mean to hurt you, but you could, you could be his mom, right? All the things. And so, that was hurtful to her, but she was like trying to not feel hurt by her mom saying that. But run, Kimberly, run. So then she meets up with her two besties, um, Alyssa and Vanessa, and they go to the beach. And they're they're like, you know, hey, like what's what's happening? Like, you know. Is he good to you? Does he like you? All the things. And you know what she responds, you guys? She responds with, well, I'm going to Tanzania because Usman is shooting a music video for his song called Zara. Yeah, we know. We know. We know. We know. We're good. Um, And then the friends start to ask the pertinent questions. Does he want kids? And you guys, as soon as I heard this question, I I knew where we were going with this. It was going to be 90 Day Fiance meets Seeking Sister Wife. So apparently, Kimberly, who's so giving, such a caregiver, really just wants to make the other person happy, is open to, if they get into a relationship and get married, is open to having multiple wives. So she's open to being in a polygamous relationship and wants to tell me, an African woman, that it's okay. It's his culture and it's religion. I don't know what that fool told you, Kimberly, but you might want to go and meet his family. Oh, you can't because you're not going to Nigeria? We met his mama. We know that they had any part of any religion that they're practicing. So don't let it, don't let him fool you. Don't let him fool you. And you're saying all the things that you want to be loved. And is it your turn? All the things. And why are you settling? Because Usman, who calls you his potential girlfriend, says that he believes now all of a sudden in, in, in polyamorous relationships. Stop it. Just stop it. Just stop it. So her friends think it's a bit crazy too. She gets upset and walks away. She starts crying. She feels like, why is it? It's a lot for her. It's a lot. Yeah, it is a lot, Kimberly. It's going to be a whole lot. And it's about to be a whole lot more because that's 90 days. So, you know, put your big girl pants on, grow some thick ass skin because it's not going to get any easier from here. And the dude that you chose, you know, He's got a little question mark beside him because, you know, he's he's been shady. He's been shady in the past. And so just be careful. I want her to run. I feel like she's just like I told you guys last season with The Other Way, um, how I thought Ellie was too nice for the franchise. I feel like the same thing. Like, Kimberly... You come across as really, really nice. And I don't think that, I just don't think this is going to be for you. But I could be wrong because I saw the previews when you're like chucking water in Usman's face and you're telling him to more energy, more energy, like you're a set mom. So maybe we'll see. But for right now, I don't know. 
Dopey Dope, thank you so much for the super sticker. Appreciate you. Um, sorry, these pictures are so small. I should have looked at them. But uh, we have Gino. Gino, Gino, Gino. From Kent, Michigan, 51 years old. Now, let me tell you a little something about Gino. I worry for Gino. And I worry for Gino because I think that he is smart, sprinkled with a little nerd. But, you know, women like nerdy guys. But I'm worried that his sprinkle of nerdy is is too sprinkly, if that makes any sense to you. This fool, okay, first of all, I don't know, you guys, if I'm going to get past past the laugh. And I'm going to try to do it for you because I heard it so many times. And it's kind of a mix between a cackle and, like, puberty. You know, when, when guys go through puberty and their voice cracks? It's a mix of those two things. So uh, I'm going to try to do his laugh because he does it. He did it so many times. So... I'll practice and get back to you, but that laugh was outrageous to me, and it was it was a lot going on with it. So he's at the drugstore, and he wants to get all the things that he's going to need for a trip to Panama. So he's getting like Imodium. He's asking for like lotions and potions and. At 51 years old, Gino, you don't know what warming lube is. And as soon as you found out, you got scared and you're like, no, let's let's put that back. <laughs> um he eats terribly, you guys. He eats junk food and frozen food all day long, and he just throws the boxes everywhere he eats off paper plates and if you guys watch my show you guys absolutely know how i feel about the friggin paper plates he just seems uh, seems like he's got a lot going on in, in like did you guys see the couch and then there's like not one picture it's like all white walls there's no paint on the walls there are these two weird black i don't know if they're supposed to be decorations i don't know what they were and then that's it there's no, I like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Gino, Gino has so much going on. So we found out that he too has done the K-1 visa process before, um, or at least have done the international dating before. Ex-wife is from Brazil. He was working in Brazil for six months, uh, married her, came to America on a K-1 visa. They were married for seven years, grew apart, the divorced. And then you guys, I don't know. Oh, Giles says he's moldable. Is he though? Okay, I'll give him that. I will, I will go with that. He's moldable. I'll go with that for now. He was eating. So he threw his dinner in the microwave, you guys, and he, it, this thing came out. And I, I know what it is, but it looked. It was like a frozen Salisbury steak with like cream corn. And you're eating that for your dinner and you're sipping on chocolate milk. How do you know you're 51? You don't know how to, you don't know how to cook clearly. He doesn't know how to cook at all. I, I bet if you opened up his cabinets, he didn't have one dish in his apartment at all. Chocolate milk, Gino. Anyways, he met Jasmine, 34 Brazilian. Uh, she's apparently an American literature teacher, which I'm finding super hard to believe, not saying anything, not being judgy. Yes, I'm being a little judgy. Because if you're American literary, I don't, I don't even know. Let me just stop. Um, he clearly admits, in his opinion, that she's out of his league. But 
he says that's his soulmate, even though he's never met her in real life at all, ever. Um, but they're soulmates. And he can't wait to meet her and can't wait to be with her and all the things. And then he does this whole secret stash, you guys. And I was like, wait, what's happening right here? He had boxes upon boxes of the blue pills. Where did you get the blue pills? He bought them online. Did you? So, Gina, you didn't even go to a doctor. You just went online. This said that this would really work in the bedroom. And so you just bought it. And now you have boxes upon boxes of them. And not only that, you gave it a test ride. And then the way he said it, I already trialed these. I was like, you did what? You trialed them? Hasn't been a woman for two years. That wasn't alarming to me because, you know, the pandemic, either people were smashing or they weren't. So that that wasn't really too surprising to me. Um, but he bought these pills because he wants to be able to keep up with uh, Jasmine while he's in Panama. Okay. We meet his brother, Tony, his wife, Lori. They're nervous for Gino, all the things all the things they're worried that she's not in it for the right reasons, all the things that you guys know that we're all always worried about all the time. Um, then we find out that Gina also has this weird thing with hats. Like he never takes his hat off. The only time he takes his hat off is when he goes to sleep, which made me think, do you guys remember when he said that they video chatted and they got naked and had some sexy time? Do you remember that? I said, like, so did you have your hat on? while you were doing this naked, like, so you took all your clothes off, but you left your hat on, Gino? Okay. Um, he also tells his brother and the wife that he plans to marry her, plans to propose to her while he's in Panama. And not only does he plan to propose to her, but he's trying to knock her up this trip so they can immediately have some babies because he's always wanted to have a family. He's always wanted to have kids. I don't know, Gino. You've never, like, what's your plan? You've never even met this woman. I know it's all roses and rainbows when you're talking on the phone or, or all the things. And it actually doesn't even seem like roses and rainbows, Gino. She seems crazy a little bit to me and super jealous, extremely jealous very jealous and I just I don't know I don't know if that's going to be a good look for you so like what's the plan because you you sound very like happy and I get it you know going through the pandemic alone had to have been lonely I'm not sure it didn't say the last time you were in a relationship but it sounded to me like your last relationship was when you were married and when they showed those pictures that was a long time ago. So I, I have a feeling that, Gina, you've been single for a very long time. Um, so Jasmine, we find out, is a vegetarian. She's super fit. She's a jealous type, a very jealous type. She doesn't like the way he eats. She has, He has to check in with her anytime he leaves the house, which I think is ridiculous, which you're not about to do person that I've never met in real life is run my life. I'm not sending pictures of where I am. I don't even know you fool. We haven't met in real life. And guess what? You're supposed to be the partner, not the parent. Okay. So no, no, I'm not like sending pictures. No, I'm not going to pick up my fish and chips and flip on the camera over so you can see who I'm talking to when I'm just being polite and a human and treating a service, someone in the service industry with respect that they deserve. What I'm not about to do is, is, no, I'm not doing all that. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. So, and she does all of those things. Um, which says to me, I feel like this, and we haven't met J uh, Jasmine yet, but like in real life, we saw her on the video camera, whatever. I just think that she's probably worried that her meal ticket might come to his senses and meet someone else that's like five minutes down the road and she can't have that because what we also learned is that he's been financing this girl that he's never met in real life and tells his uncle and the uncle's girlfriend 
a, a few like lies, right? Like he's like, oh, I've been helping her because she hasn't been working because of COVID. But we find out he hasn't been working for the past seven months because he has because of COVID as well. But he's helped her with lips, eyebrows, facial treatments, hair, teeth, all the things that. Uh, I'm sorry, were those your essentials? The the light and the gas and the rent are are all those things what she needed and necessary? Because what what American literature teacher do you know in the middle of a pandemic is talking about getting facial treatments, lip injections, all the things? Think about seven months ago, you guys. There's something fishy going on there. And don't get me wrong, I'm all about self-improvement, okay? I'm all about if whatever you want to do beauty treatment-wise that makes you feel beautiful, have at it. I'm a, I'm a supporter of it. Do it. But what I'm not a supporter of is being a chump. That's what I'm not a supporter of. Uh, we also find out that uh, Gino's father passed away last Christmas, and so his uncle is like his uncle dad. And they're very, very close. And so the uncle's concerned, you know, what if he gets kidnapped or they take his money or they roofie him? Is this a scam? And how do you know that she's not scamming you and 10 other guys at the same time? And if you're really insisting on marrying him, then you absolutely need a prenup. Um, And so just be careful, right? And so the uncle's like got teary. He was prepping for her. Her for her OnlyFans debut, <laughs> Dr. Julissa. Um, the one thing I do, did want to also mention too is I thought that pool table was super cool. You guys, the Ford Mustang old school pool table was really cool. I hadn't seen that before. Uh, but it's his travel day. So it's Gino's travel day. He's excited. Uh, it's a big deal to him because he hasn't really traveled like this before. He is taking a big risk. Absolutely. Uh, Uncle Dad wakes up in the middle of the night to take him to the airport. And, you know, he tears up and you can see that that was important. He's important to him. And even more so now that his brother, I'm assuming it was his brother, uh, passed away. And now he stepped in to be like not only uncle, but the dad to this guy. And he doesn't want anything to happen to him. So he's concerned. This fool gets to the airport and... Jasmine calls and calls him her beautiful gringo. And then he's like, he, he, he. she says like this. She says, who's my beautiful gringo? He, 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 me. That exactly in that voice. That's exactly how he did it. Y'all. I died. I died. He, 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 me. I'm sorry, but how is any of that sexy time? How is any, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. It's going to be a train wreck. That's all I know. Gino. Gino is, I agree with, I think it was someone in the live chat. I think it was Dopey Dope in the live chat said that Gino is the breakout star of the season. I feel like he's going to be the breakout star, but for all reasons that are beyond his control. Patty. Yeah. So Patty says, uh, what is Jasmine jealous of? Not even believable. Yeah. Like, what are you jealous of? You're jealous that what? He went to buy some fish and chips. He didn't check in with you when he's a grown ass 51 year old man. Stop playing with us. Um, moving on to Memphis 34 from, I don't even know how to say this. I don't even know where it is. I have to look it up. Muskin. Michigan, am I saying that right? If I'm not, tell me. Americans, you tell me if I'm saying that wrong. Um, she's lingerie shopping. She explains herself as spontaneous, fun, um, happy-go-lucky. She's been single for like four years now, but she has been like dating around, ex- ex- not exclusively, a lot. And uh, she has two kids, 13-year-old and a six-year-old. And again, I had like, I had the feels about that because some of you guys aren't very nice when the kids get involved and, and 
so you guys be nice. Be nice online. Be nice to the little girl. What is her name? Kennedy. You guys be nice. Kids are not. You don't touch the kids. Don't talk about the kids. Don't call the kids out on their name. Don't do any of those things. Kids are off limits. Off limits. Especially here at the Melanated. Off limits. Don't fuck around. That being said, I'm going to jump ahead a little bit. I also think it's super weird that this girl who's obviously bright, okay? She's got, she, okay, not only is she bright, she has she has jumped over so many hurdles and obstacles in her life to be successful. She, got a, she graduated with a mass, master's degree. She's a nurse practitioner. She came from nothing and made herself something. So she's obviously bright and she's obviously beautiful. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to understand how she's going to bring this perfect stranger over into her kid's life. At least that's her intention. Do you know what I mean? They've never met him, never spent time with him. None of the things. Now I get it. And we're going to talk about why she has a hole in her heart. Um, and like Jaleesa, Dr. Julissa says, Memphis is an open wound and I'm scared for her. Yeah. Oh, Vanessa, Michigan is not part of Canada at all. No Canadian thinks that Vanessa, not a one. <laughs> um, okay, so Hamsa, 28, Tanzania. They already have a language barrier issue. They barely can understand each other, but you know, they, apparently they have this online passion and and sensuality towards each other, and so they do like this shower sexy time. I laugh because you could tell she was black girl magic because she threw on her shower cap even during sexy time. <laughs> She's like. I'm what I'm not about to do is press out this hair again. What I'm not about to do is get this shit moist so that all that work that went into it is gone for some sexy time. Let me go ahead and put my shower cap on. <laughs> she tells her friends that they're skipping from engagement right into getting married. She's going to spend the first week there getting to know him. Second week getting married. Third week on her honeymoon. Boom, boom, boom. Already looking K-1 visa process. Already looking how she can support him uh, because she makes enough money to support all of them. So her kids, this guy that's into cooling and air, I think it was. Um, but she's ready to just Jump in, get married, let's do the thing. Friends are worried about that because they're worried that he might be, Hamsa might be using her just for the green card. Um, But she likes, in her words, the consistency he offers. And when she said that, I thought about that. I was like, the consistency? Well, he's consistent because all he has to do is be here on a FaceTime for like, I don't know, an hour, a couple days a week, even if it's every day. A text here and there. Anyone could do that. That doesn't mean they're consistent in your life. Uh, Y'all are messing around with the men in Tanzania. Um, What else do I want to say about her? So we also find out, and this is the part that I'm just like so, first of all, I'm just really proud of how how much she's accomplished in her life, but also sad for her for all the things that she has gone through. So she's had a complicated relationship with her mom. Her mom was not always there for her. Um, and they're trying to rebuild their relationship. Now, mom Deborah, um, comes over, they're making pancakes, not pancakes, cupcakes. And they're trying to, you know, reestablish a bond and, get closer to each other. The mom thinks that Hamsa has ulterior motives and she feels like he's all red flags everywhere. Um, it doesn't have a job and how is he going to support himself and hasn't met the kids, all the things that we just talked about. The mom has those same concerns and, you know, Memphis is like, you know, when he comes here, he can get into heat and cooling 
I can take care of him for a while, but I've been clear with him that he's going to get a job. And so when they're packing for her trip, that's when you find out where all her hurt and pain is coming from. So the mom says, you know, do you think that Hamsa is ready to be a stepdad to your two kids? Because uh, he's never met them. And she's like, yeah, yeah, I'm taking a leap of faith. By faith, by faith, he's going to be ready. And meanwhile, the history that we know is that um, her first daughter, Kendi, is from an ex-boyfriend. And then her six-year-old is from her ex-husband. And now we're bringing in this third dude who's never met your kids before. But, but what we learn is that her mom... Deborah used to be a crack addict and her dad was in prison. And at 11 years old, Memphis got taken away from that situation and ended up in foster care. She was in 12, 12 different foster families till she was 19 years old, which she probably aged out. Um, so she's had a really difficult childhood and there's obviously trauma there. And there's obviously, um, a fear of abandonment, uh, trust issues, love issues, attachment issues. Like I could go on. And I'm only saying that from what I'm seeing from her, I can go on. However, she is, she is still trying to like reestablish a connection with her mom. And so when she talked about how she always felt that she needed a man feel secure and, to fill the hole that's in her heart that she's always had. She was saying this to her mom, Deborah, directly trying to let her mom know like, Hey, you've hurt me. And your history with me growing up has left a hole in my heart. And I feel like I've had to fill that hole with a man to feel secure. Right. So she's saying all these things. She's saying all these things. And we find out that the mom, very much like, in my opinion, Mother Lydia, it doesn't want to take responsibility for her actions. So instead, the daughter is explaining how the past is hard for the mom to talk about. Well, you know what, mom? It's only hard to talk about if you haven't really faced it and you don't want to own up to it. If you're... If you're indeed a recovering whatever addict all the things i would think that one of the things you need to do is face it and move past it not just not talk about it like it didn't happen especially when you brought children into this situation and made some bad choices your kids know that you made bad choices because this kid specifically spent her whole entire life in 12 different foster care families and still took it upon herself to still want to try to connect and establish a relationship with you and get closer to you. So I feel like maybe at the very minimum, you owe her the, the tough conversations, not only that so that she can heal, but that you can heal as well. That's all I'm saying. Um, It's amazing that she's accomplished so much and is trying to have a relationship with her mom after all that. Yes, you guys. Yes, but it also explains they need family counseling for sure. It also explains her seeking love this way. And she talked about how, you know, she's tried dating apps in America and they just haven't been successful for her. And that's why she's tried, tried this international dating site. Now, here's the thing. When you, you know, I'm all about dating wherever love is love. You find love whenever you're going to find love, all the things. But I also say, I'll say this too. And it's not just about America. It's like wherever you are. It, when you, okay, I have to say this right away. So when you have dated regionally, so you've only dated people in maybe in your city, in your state, 
uh, I don't know, in your province, wherever you are, if you've only dated people and I'm and on the West, in the West, the U.S., Canada, like any on the West Coast, it's a specific type and you, you're used to it. But when you go international and you actually meet like a Euro or or a Jamaican or I don't know, I don't know, whatever, internationally, because it's so different, it's almost romantic romanticized in your mind, especially if it's the first time you've ever done that. And I feel like Memphis has a little bit of that. Like there's the accent part, the fact that he's like probably super proper. It's attractive to her and it's bringing in her mind the stability and like romance that she's not expected or seen before. That's what I'm, that's what I'm going to say. So I just hope that she doesn't get her feelings hurt because this girl has gone through too much and has cheesed too much. And listen, you guys, what I don't want to see is stereotypes because TLC, Sharp Entertainment, you already told us her backstory. You already told us her successes and her education. Don't make a mockery of it. And you know, you know what I'm talking about. I don't want to see a mockery. I don't want to see a stereotype. I just want to see another woman who happens to be black looking for love. And she, perhaps she's looking for love in all the wrong places. But what I don't want to see this season is a mockery of it. Because no, what we're not about to do is that. Okay. And on that note, that was the first episode. Uh, thank you guys for all being here. Don't forget to hit that thumbs up. And I'll see you guys all next time. Bye for now.